Warning, this podcast contains material not suitable for younger audiences. And some material that's not suitable for older audiences. If you're part of any age group, we've found a way to offend you. Run while you still can. We are the Hapless Heroes. Like right. a game show. Who dies first? <laughs> Who <laughs> dies first? Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this very special evening. It's very special because we have a full house. We have I never filled the table for the first time in our it's history. Literally the first time ever. This is yes. the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, so Present. Good. What episode number is this then? 72. Uh, seven. Yeah. 72 episodes in. Is fucking Ezra coming tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Half gross. Shout out Ezra. Shout out OG listeners. Yeah, Yeah, Joe. Where is he in the universe right now? Where's Joe? (laughs) Hashtag where's Joe? (laughs) Probably working. Last seen in a cave underneath uh, the gray citadel. (laughs) Well, he disappeared into some other dimension when he touched that. That was where he was last seen, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. You never know. Someone else might have seen him sooner. (laughs) He says last seen in a cave and my brain immediately goes to in the north of Thailand. Like like, eight of them are out, yo. And they're going to get the rest of them tomorrow. Shout out. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's just like guy that passed away. Yeah, yeah that, was, that guy was pretty brave. The big topic at work, so of course that's why it's in my right. brain. Okay, so let's intro this full table. Starting from my left, we have Zach as Parada Lincoln Woods. You. To his left, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Alarm! <laughs> Alarm! <laughs> to his left, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. Well, if I was going to be stuck in the room with anybody, then I was stuck with you, Quinn. Aww. <laughs> yes, to his left, we do have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I could have had a better option, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Fran, don't spit your beer all over the recording equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I already, I already did that once. Yeah. yeah. What is spit takes our new running gag? <laughs> and I feel like that would eventually get really expensive. Right. <laughs> To his left, we have James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. And to his left, we have Massimo as the returning gorgeous Morton Mack. I'm sweating. Also to his left, uh, we have our voices of the underworld, Jamie. <laughs> Hello. Where did that come from? Come get into the mic. Oh. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so... To bring us back in, the scene opens late in the evening at the Pelican, where the gorgeous Morton Mack has just finished signing and notarizing a stack of papers taller than he himself. It has taken up his entire day. So to set the scene going back just a little bit further, earlier in the day, while the party was meeting Arion Black in gorgeous digs on the patio of the pelican overlooking sunny almost unseasonably beautiful tarantis harbor and while sitting there um we were all kind of getting our information and talking with arion black and enjoying mimosas out on the patio you were delivered paperwork someone finally uh found you to serve you paperwork about uh, the disposition of your estate and there is a lot of paperwork. It is brought in by several wheelbarrow falls. And while everyone else is enjoying their mimosas, you get to hunker down over a stack of papers that need to be read, signed, initialed, notarized, flipped over, folded in half, and all any number of things that need to be done with official Stamped paperwork. four times. Yeah. 
sent back, stamped another four times. Right. Yeah. Received across again. the hall to be right. Sorry, again. this is the wrong form. Then mailed back. There's, a, there's a courier. Yeah. He's running stuff back and forth. So yeah. You can get it all notarized. Really bureaucratic. <laughs> Are you actually <laughs> reading all of it? I'm not sure if I have the ability to read all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot my pen, so they made me do it with a toothpick Who in my own blood. So to read? I'm a little tired. <laughs> they saw to it to bring a pen along with two wheelbarrows full of paperwork. Yeah, I lost a lot of blood that day. <laughs> so, so he's delirious. That from the happened, and it's been it's been a long day. Well, you are. Maybe a little sunburned on uh, one side or another from uh, sitting out on the patio doing all of this paperwork in the sun all day. But it is now about 11 o'clock and everything is more or less shut down for the day. The um, the grand um, exposition carnival um, fair that's going on up in the northeast corner of the city is pretty much packed it in for the night. All the dancers and revelers have gone home. With me? No, not with you. <laughs> not it's even one? Th- no, it's a Thursday no. night, and people aren't really staying out late partying on a Thursday night. Now, tomorrow, Friday night, that is going to be a night to be out. Okay. There's no brunch momentum in this town? Come on. No. Uh, no, like brunch just... stays pretty encapsulated. It's already a, a pretty sacred <laughs> event for most people. True that. So you've finished this paperwork, and it's about 11 o'clock, and people are sort of wandering back to their homes, wherever they're sleeping. You know, drunk people in the streets a little bit. You've got you know, a couple of miles to walk to get back to uh, the hotel if you're looking to catch up with everyone. Okay. But what are you looking to do? Well, honestly, I don't do well by myself, so I'm kind of <laughs> frantic right now. Uh... So I'm just trying to look to find everyone where they were going. Yeah, the, we're, gonna, we're gonna kind of ask around and yeah. see where they were going. They just kind of left. The, me uh, to... They left you an address. <laughs> okay. Nice, that's good. Yeah, no, I, I'm You're just, I'm going now. to go ahead and assume that the party wasn't so shitty as to just walk off and leave right. you without telling you where they were going. We kind of dropped you. Yeah. It sucks to suck. Here's where we'll be. <laughs> right. I get lonely and scared, and I sprint to the address as quickly as possible through the streets. All Not right. caring at all what I run into or run over. Well, you do run into quite a few people, some of them drunk. A few of them may have wanted to take a swing at you. Okay. Mm. Well, did they take a swing at me? Well, uh, if they did, it would have been at the space behind your head, because it sounds like you are just going to continue running. Really going quickly. You're really going. I mean, it's going to take you a while to get there regardless. More is half naked. What is he wearing today? No. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? (laughs) That is a good question. You're over drunk people in the middle of the night. And not fighting any of them. Well, I kind of really just, I didn't really change. I just kind of basically de-roped from what I had on before. You were overdressed. Which was the sequenced pattern, pink, I think it was salmon pink, everything, (laughs) top to bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So really, it's just kind of like my undershirt, which is just basically like a stained in oil, like spattered, ripped up tank top. Okay. And then just some like galactic boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and socks, no shoes. I can picture it. Go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so that's what Bare you foot. went to brunch wearing? No, it's coming no, he's coming back from brunch oh, wearing this. Okay, so he just you just ditched all of those clothes somewhere just, along the way. Right. I needed to kind of really streamline it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's running in, as in like as a tank possible. top and like boxers. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I'm talking like yeah. roast like Sitting on the couch eating a TV dinner, like tripping it all over yourself, kind of thing. That. Unfortunately, disrobing doesn't make you get there any faster. <laughs> and does he feel like it was faster? He feels like he made good time, it's but like by the power of, of still sweating. But by the power of plot, he arrives at the hotel at eleven fifty-five. <laughs> in his underwear. In my own. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, which is normal attire for him. No. Yeah. The one day he just wore a uh, rock sack or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just a fig leaf. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, you, so he's got he's got tops and bottoms on. So you have arrived in a panting, sweaty mess in just your boxers and undershirt and some now destroyed socks outside of the Coronation Hotel, an imposing three-story structure that goes the entire length of the city block. 
Um, the doors to the lobby are right in the middle, and it seems um, you know there's some lights coming from the inside, but that doesn't look like there's a lot of movement. And not a lot of people going around right now. Just around the corner, like um, on the uh, south face of the building, which is a little more narrow. It's longer, you know, sort of wide, but, you know, not very deep. On the left side, on the first floor, there's a bar, and that still has some patrons in it right now. Okay. I'm just going to spray. Wait, the bar was not connected to. The bar wasn't connected internally to the lobby, but it was accessible on the outside of the place. So I can just bust right in there. You could bust right in. Okay. Right. But it doesn't connect to the hotel is what he's saying. Yeah. Well, really, I just want to find where you guys are. I'm just going to bust in and just start Okay. So you enter the lobby. And run to the front desk. (laughs) Is there anyone at the front desk? There is. There is one person at the front desk. Where are my friends? Have you seen my friends? There's a guy. He's he's wearing a lot of armor, and he's got this guy playing a fiddle behind him. There's a really short one. There, I mean, there's there were all my friends. So he sits there, his face passive. It's a loot, not a fiddle. As his his face entirely passive as he lets you spew forth your stream of verbal diarrhea. I also vomit. <laughs> While I'm doing that, because I'm very tired. Are we really. in, like, <laughs> vomit or Don Vito after 52 shots just, just kind of letting like, it right out down his shirt? Mid-sentence is just falling out of my it's mouth. It's just falling out, so kind of, like, spraying yeah. it as you are saying the words. Flex of vomit, traveling with your words, are spattering all over the place on this guy's red bellhop jacket, on his face, on the paperwork You're... in front of him. He does not flinch. I completely at forgot all. about Don Vito as a person. Yeah. <laughs> thank, you for that, thank you for that recall. Yeah. It brings me back to 2000. Yeah. Brains I, I just reached thing. into your memory and pulled out a really horrible thing and brought it right back to the forefront. Listen, where put that it back. fat put shit can go faster. <laughs> Listen, for a while. we're recapping not just our show, but everything else through March. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. All I've left everyone hanging on the fate of everyone else while we deal with Mort right now. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got to catch up in time. That's correct. It's midnight. Oh, you know, barely anything for you guys, and he's still five minutes ahead. Right. So what are you doing? Besides like, puking on vomiting and asking what my friends are. That's what I'm doing. Now my hands are on my knees. I'm still vomiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting for an answer. After after you stop speaking, he let lets this pregnant pause in the air. Almost a good, you know, three four seconds of silence. Fully pregnant. Yeah. Like, about to deliver. (laughs) And what it's about to deliver is, please wait a moment. That's what he says to you and just gets back to writing in whatever log he's doing the night on it. This is not a good answer. I feel like I'm just, is there like a stairway or anything, like a staircase, anything, like an elevator, anything that would give me like... I would assume that that you guys are in rooms. Just, so he's just, trying to crash the game. So I'm really just, try, I'm just trying to work my I, way in. I don't want to impact him anyway. Really. No, no, you shouldn't. Right. More people. <laughs> All right. So uh, there is a staircase on the left side and a staircase on the right side. You're lucky there's not an elevator. Um, do you? Are you even looking for the signs, or are you just gonna run up one? At this or the point, other? there's no more running. Like, kind of limping towards whatever. So I am looking at signs if there are any. I'm gonna go to. Okay. The so on the left, there's a sign that says apartments. Okay, I'm gonna walk to the right and see what that says. On the left, it does say guest rooms. Hmm. Maybe both on the left. On the right, it says guest rooms. The right, it says guest rooms, and that okay, is the yeah, one that you okay. guys had gone on. Yep. Right. On the left, it was to the apartments. Well, guest rooms, I feel like would okay. be Okay. As you start making your way toward the stairs, the um, nightman, bellhop, whatever he is, looks up. Only guests may go to the guest floors. Please stop. Mm. How do I become a guest? <laughs> Do you yell this at him? (laughs) You rent a room for the night. Okay, can I rent one with all my friends? (laughs) Okay. You've mentioned these friends before, and however unlikely they they may actually be, might you be able to give me some clues as to whom these supposed friends of yours are? Well, there was a guy who was kind of covered in shit. He held this really big... (laughs) 
Dude, just, just, <laughs> just tell my names. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, the Holkov crew. The Holkov. He's still riding that train. He stops, looks down, reaches down with his left hand, scans his way down the sheet. I don't seem to see any Hokov. Did you see a Pyridol, a Jarrell, a Felix, a Quinn, or a Hoblet anywhere on there? None of us would one, be on it either. Only one, one person. Or, only one person had a reservation. I'm just going to say one or any of those names would help me greatly. Put me near one of those. He shakes his head. Might you be able to describe them? <laughs> In detail. Damn it, so well, remember, you guys are registered under the party right. of one Todd S. Engel. Oh, yeah. No, he wouldn't, wouldn't know that. Know that. Mr. Black. No, he wouldn't know that. Because that he, well, he, he's kind of lucky you guys even gave him an address. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to walk upstairs. Oh my God! He told you Stop. not to. Oh. <laughs> Only <laughs> guests may enter the guest floor. I'm gonna sit cross-legged on the floor then and just wait for him to, uh, to do something. Oh my God! Because <laughs> now I'm at He's this point. A awesome. <laughs> at this point, Mort is tired. He's just vomited. He's trying to find his friends. This man is not being cooperative. I don't like his answers. I, now I'm getting genuinely frustrated. Is, I am just I have gonna a pout and make like groaning noises and stare at him and <laughs> cross like Actually, and can I remind everybody that like, we keep referring to Mort as like an inheritance kid, like a kid. He's a kid, but Masmo him, himself described him to us as a forty-seven-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mort, Mort is not a kid, like he is. Yeah. And for half-elf standards, that's still like a grown-ass adult. He's like a middle-aged adult, right? right. Like, trust fund, yeah. trust fund babies come in all sizes. All right. But I just, I just feel like it, I, I, I need to continue to point that out. He's still the same way He's a man. at 47. He exactly. <laughs> he reminds exactly. me of my ex. Wait, can, <laughs> can Massimo, uh, can Mort roll for uh, perception to see if he sits in his own vomit? <laughs> that's gross. I mean, that's not really necessary. <laughs> oh, fine. I'm sure, because he's sitting in his own vomit. Can... I mean, his vomit is many places. And we all want to know what the fuck happens to the rest of us. So I really hope you find us. Dave, pins and well, over I'm really trying to figure it out. I'm, t- I'm going to give him cash to get a room. Like, after room? about 20 seconds of pouting, since I, we're still I, on the pouting. And groaning. And groaning. <laughs> we can't like a, forget the groaning. So more like a... All right. So after about 20 seconds of power sulking... Um, power shitting. I don't know which one. It's more well, I mean, maybe. I, I, the, the vomit really confuses things. But at, at about the 22nd mark, the, um, uh, the bell starts chiming. One. Two. Obviously, it's going bong, but I don't want to make the bong noise. Well, can we insert said bong? I got you. Here? Bong here. I got you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. I want to get Write it this way. Write it. Write it. There it is. There it is. Bong. That was actually a really cool sound. That was really cool. Strong bong noise. Yep. <laughs> and I did it all with my armpit. <laughs> It's so gross. It's a podcast, though. Masmo isn't the only one sweating. It's very hot today. It's so hot. <laughs> I am like real life sweating. This is why I shed. <laughs> this is why I've shed sleeves. Yeah. Sleeves so are bullshit right now. <laughs> so it's midnight. And with the twelfth chime, you hear a clunk as the two front doors behind you, at least apparently by sound have suddenly locked. At that same time, the bellman, it almost appears as if he splits in two, where his body is still standing where it was, but it appears a ghost has jumped out of it and leapt about two feet to the left of him. What? Okay, I am going to cast mirror image Ghost doorman! Fuck! And, (laughs) yeah, we might as well do that. Roll a uh, roll. Make an initiative roll for me. <gasps> oh, just him! No, dude. It was nice knowing you. Lord, we're gonna find you in the lobby, strewn about. Hey, this, this turned into the shining. Like, have a little really faith. Really fast. <laughs> have just a little faith. When hasn't it been at least a little of the shining? <laughs> Fifteen. 
All right. Your 15 is better than uh, this thing's 12. I have a question. Give, and this time from outside of Jarrell's right. room, can Franz see Mort? Um, from I'm trying to look at my map, and I can't. Franz I is outside. He, Franz is sitting outside Jarrell's door. No, because there's a flight of stairs that uh, kind of goes up and. Uh, okay, I just wanted to check yeah. where he was in yeah. relation to Mort. Also, how big is this room that we're standing in? Uh, the, lobby the lobby is the lobby of the hotel. maybe right. about 20 feet deep by about 50 feet wide. Okay. It's well lit. There are numerous paneled windows out to the street um, in front of, you know, um, kind of a lightish wood floor, maybe like the color of like almost like a gym floor or something. But the counter itself is dark woods. The wall behind it is red. It looks like a really nice hotel okay. lobby. And you've got the stairs up either side. And next to those stairs, it sort of um, looks like glass double doors, like some French doors that go into uh, the shops on both the left and right. Okay. So, so there you are. All right. So uh, more is before enemies. But we are going to leave that little revelation to the side, and we're going to move up to the rooms where you the rest of the party is. From one tense moment to another, well, now I get someone to stop like this it. man. What's Hobbit doing? <laughs> well, I actually, hold on, yeah. Who are we checking in on right now? All right, so, um, <laughs> so to, um, because I'm a little concerned. To make about our situation. order and how I want to kind of run this. I would like uh, the rest of you to make a, um, quote, initiative roll. Okay. Just go, we're going to use this to sort of no, determine the order of com- That makes complete Ooh. sense, actually. Guys, all you got to do Ugh. is just do air quotes and then make up a number. And by initiative, do you mean, like, add initiative bonus or just, like, air quotes initiative? You know, we're just doing it off the roll. Straight d20. Yeah. Okay. Because, um... You guys are going to, everyone's going to kind of get a turn. And at the end of that, um, our combat is going to get a turn each. Sounds good. So depending on maybe if you guys get out of the room at that sort of initiative, we would bounce you guys into that combat that if makes you went com- downstairs or something. That makes complete sense. I don't think Quinn and I are doing that. Do you want well, me to roll for my retainers? Or do you want me to do them in one turn? Um, No, we're going to leave the retainers to the side. I kind of... I, I know where I've I got them. Okay. I think I know how this is going to play out with them. Aww. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see. I'm just going to look at my cards here and determine it that way. Hoblet, what do you got? Ten. Hoblet's at a ten. All right. Um, Quinn. Four. Quinn's at a four. Felix, where are you at? Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So Quinn and Felix will operate at eighteen. I got you, boy. I got you, buddy. Uh, Paradell, what do you have? 15. 15, 18, 15, 10. And Jaro, what do you Without have? Without the initiative bonus, I have a 19. A 19. <laughs> All right. So. so. We have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, so that's how we'll get there is we'll go, kind of go Jarrell's room, um, I just Felix wanna... and Quinn's room, uh, Paradell's room, Hobbit's okay. room, and then round one of combat. I didn't even lose combat. initiative, and I lost it. <laughs> this is whack. <laughs> well, all of your things are technically happening at the same time, but I want to let it play out in like, you know, I, 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 what would I call it? Maybe six second segments right. of what's going on. Yeah. So uh, we're going to cut in on... Uh, the room with the alarm, Jarrell. So, Great. what are you up to in this room besides well, shouting alarm? John is regretting having rolled first. <laughs> uh, Jarrell uh, is literally just yelling alarm currently, and then I guess doing a uh, perception check. Okay, where were you yelling alarm? Into the, the vent. Into the vent. <laughs> All right. Right. So you can can the rest of us hear that? No. No. No, you cannot. But he doesn't know that. No, he no. does not. Right. No. So it's not that bad. It's, it's a good decision. Even though try. even Sounds though Paradil and yeah, I poison are on the face side right now. Hey, hold on a second. Even though Paradil and I are on either side of him, we we cannot hear him. No, okay. you cannot hear people okay. screaming in the other rooms. Okay. It is by architectural design. Tricky bastard. Yeah. So still screaming. So yeah, so he is <laughs> screaming alarm, 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 and the words and the sound are going into the vent, and back out of the vent comes a noxious green gas. Great. Green gas. Green oh gas. Yes. So Oh. So 
I kind of had something in mind for this. All right. Well, before you get to whatever you had in mind, since uh, you don't really get any um, warning before inhaling a lungful of uh, poison gas, is um, going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Well, there you 19. Go. There you 19. Go, so you do, uh, you do make the throw. Do I recognize its gas? Um, oh, you recognize its gas. <laughs> Give me a moment here. So you take one poison damage. You are also now poisoned. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, even after making the save. Fuck that shit. Yes. A poisoned creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> so you're just at disadvantage yeah. in so, general. Yeah. Okay, is the gas still coming into the room? Yes, it is. Jarrell, having previously lived some time in the Elven Lands, then some more time in the Citadel, uh-huh. grew up with a real fondness for swimming. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be my justification. Not even just for swimming, for diving. Mm. And that's my justification for why he can use athletics as his check for holding his breath. Okay. Uh, I, I like it. That's pretty good. You've got that. So you're going to make an athletics check. I'm cool. Yeah, that's great. I thought, yeah, <laughs> well, that was pretty cool. I was like, where's he going with this? Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares about your diving career. Bronze medal. It's not losing. <laughs> you can't get what you want if you don't ask for it. It's right, Massimo? True. Isn't it second loser? Oh, Ooh. it's just, uh, well, disadvantage, so. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. that would have been way better. It's, yeah. I have an 11, 12 Ele- for holding my a breath. A 12, okay. So you are currently holding your breath. Okay. Basically, I'm just going to make you make successive checks every turn. To see if I'm still holding my breath? Yes, but it's going to be, <laughs> uh, except I'm going to be having the, uh, the DC ramp up as you do it. Yep, sounds about right. All right, so you've done that. Um, so you've made your check against the incoming damage. Um,. So what are you doing now that you're holding your breath? Um, well, I'm going to cure myself of poison first. Okay. <laughs> um, that spell, does it have verbal components to it? Mm, touch. It prob- yeah, it probably does, though. Look but at the, yeah. the PSM or whatever. Oh, so I have to say something. Uh-huh. Yes, you do, and at which point you are no longer holding your breath. Well, you can say something without actually taking in breath. Truth. Oh yeah, 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 thank you. I'll just go with lay on hands then, um, because th- that can with the five cost a lay on hands. I can cure poison, correct? Yes. I'll do that. Jarrell don't want anyone else to touch himself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so now I still have the helmet of Valen on, right? You do have the helmet of Valen. And on. do I have to speak to telekinesis this? Um, no, but it doesn't matter because your timer has ended. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not dead yet. I'm no. happy I'm not dead yet. True. Yeah, you're not dead. You're you're on your way there. Yes. I'm going to let you go first since you rolled higher. Okay. All right. That's fair. So nothing happens to you guys in the safe room except that you are now in a safe room. So your timer has begun. Okay. So, Quinn, we're stuck. Yeah. Okay, can I may investigate this safe door? Uh, you may make an investigation check. I'll pause the timer while we're making check. Oh, 10? A 10. So, looking at the door, you do see what looks like maybe a panel um, that's not, you know, out of the... Like, that you might be able to get behind or something in the middle left of the door. Okay. Uh... What I mean, if if I were to like, does it look like it? I can almost like, is it like a like a flip panel? Like, what is it like? What does it? Look Unfortunately, like? your investigation doesn't give you that much information okay, about I mean, it. Just start, that it's there. Can I start feeling around then for it, or try to see if there's like some sort of mechanism to open it? Yeah, we're back on the clock, so you can kind of feel around the thing. Can I ask a quick question? Is the timer yeah. for both of us? Yes. Okay. The timer's uh, for the room. So I, I want to make sure that I, I get in on this. Yes, please. Um, I guess I'll make an, an investigation check as well. I'm going to point it out to him. Okay, right. good. We'll pause that during the check. Oh, there you go, baby. Um, 19. 19. So, yes, you discover the same panel. Something good. And um, you seem to think that you might be able to pry it up if you were to able to get something under it. Use your thief's tools. Okay, so, yeah, I have thief's tools or my dagger. 
Uh, I'll use peace my tools. peace tools. Okay. <laughs> or daddy's dagger. Or one of the two. All right. No, that's that's fine. Uh, that sounds like a porn. That's what I use. Oh yeah. my. <laughs> maybe oh my maybe God. daddy's dagger in conjunction with the thieves' tools. Let's get real crazy with it. Whoa. That's Let's stick to the thieves' tools. All right. So <laughs> thieves' tools. Um, I'd like you to make a basic thieves' tools check then. Now, hmm. what would I use for the? Yeah. What ability is he adding to it? Um. Would it be a dexterity check. He has to assign which ability you're yeah, using. Yeah, so to do it this. would be dexterity because you're trying to get this tool under there. And are you proficient with thieves' tools? No. Okay, so then it's just your dexterity bonus that you add. So an eight. An eight. An eight doesn't quite do it. Like you're able to kind of get it in there, but it's not able to get all the way in. But you'll be able to make checks on <laughs> successive pass-throughs again. Like, uh, I'm not going to say, oh, you made that check, you failed, you just can't do it, you know, at the end of yours. So any other ideas you can come up with here? Um, hold on, let me look at my inventory. Let's see. Who's got all the crowbars? Neither one of us. <laughs> can I try to, like... No, this is... This is not... This is not helpful. Oh, you know, I mean, if in my disguise kit, would I... Would you think I would have bobby pins? Um, there might be, but you won't be able to look for them till next turn because okay. your timer has ended. Okay. It's like All a right. game show. Who dies first? <laughs> Who dies first? It's most certainly going to be. It is most certainly going to be. Well. All right. So we have entered the room of one pair of Lincoln Woods. Lay it on me. All right. Lay it on me. You still sleeping, buddy? Um, yeah, can I, what kind of check do I need to see if I wake up from the thuds from the door locks? Um, I assume our door locks. Let's see. Um, let's make that a wisdom check. Wisdom. Yeah, it sounds like something based on instinct there. That's going to be a nine. A nine isn't quite going to do it this turn, so you're currently asleep. Oh, no. But also nothing is happening. Okay. Oh, nothing, <laughs> nothing either good nor bad happens to you this time around. Just okay. snoring so, in his room. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll make that check progressively easier as it goes on, too, because okay. we do want you to eventually wake up. I don't want you sleeping through this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. funny. It actually would be really great. Dying in your sleep is what I well, have heard you're is not, preferable. Yeah. You're not dying yet. Nothing is happening. All right, so now we've moved to the room of Hoblet. Let's see, what have we got in... Hoblet's room. How is Hoblet going to die? How is Hoblet going to die? Well, Hoblet doesn't notice anything happening just yet. It's probably a very difficult door that... But he heard a thud, too. But I heard a thud in the hallway. What I've really been struggling with for all these turns is would Hoblet give a shit (laughs) that there was a thud? It was just a thud. Like, we're in a hotel. There's probably thuds all the time. Right. Like, it was somebody checked... was it a loud enough thud to draw alarm, or was it a thud like somebody bumping a suitcase? Did you hear your door? Did you hear your door? Ooh, that might be a perception, maybe. It, it would, um... Insight? You know, I, I like I like the uh, perception check idea, so we're going to pause the timer while we make a perception check. Let's make it an insight check. Maybe? I mm-hmm. mean... Right? It's, I mean, it's still a wisdom-based skill. He's making a judgment on whether or not the bang was loud enough for him. And has he heard this type of bang in a negative way before? That's why. Well, well, what do you got on your insight check there, Hoblet? My insight check would be a 17. A 17. So something doesn't sound quite right about it. Um, okay. I think um, you're determining motives or something. Right. I, I feel like that could translate into that. That wasn't like. Okay. So Hoblet, here's what happens then. Hoblet was laying in bed. Yes. Oh, these idiots. What sort of plan has that little one come up with now? And then he walks over to the door, and I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to open the door to my hotel room. The door is locked. (laughs) Was I given a key? No, but like the knob turns, but the door is not opening or closing like it's blocked or something. Now, does Hoblet think that this is his own fault that the door is not opening because he's had such a trouble? Okay, (laughs) he's going to bang on the door very firmly is it are we talking about it's not moving or like it's moving a little bit it is not moving there's no windows in the rooms there are no windows in the rooms 
Is the door made of wood? The door is made of wood, but it is a very solid wood. I bet it is. Um, <laughs> I bought four vials of acid. Okay. <laughs> you may be able <laughs> to consider using that acid on your next turn as we've run out of time on this one. But as we get towards the end of it, you're starting to feel a little winded. Like, like you're you're kind of like struggling on your breaths there. Like, I don't know, like you're maybe high altitude or something like okay. that, or okay. you know. Oh god! I know why two of us are dying. I'm so ready. All right, so I'm so ready. The gates, everything that I was searching for. Never mind. I'm so ready for this. All right, so Mort. Let's bring the you are in combat with a ghost. It <laughs> has just passed through the table in front of you, or through the he counter in front, and it is advancing on you. This is unfortunate. So you made multiple copies of yourself, correct? Yes. Okay, so I'm looking straight at this fool. Yeah. He's looking straight at me. He is marching his way over towards me. Yeah. Or floating. However, yeah. yeah. Caspering his way over to yeah. me. <laughs> okay, I am going to cast Cone of Cold. Oh, cool. All right. Oh, shit. And I'm going to blast this fool. I mean, it says each creature in a 60-foot cone must make a constitution saving throw. I'm picturing like a giant ice cream cone flying out of his hand. <laughs> so pretty much this entire room, like, if there's anything else in this room that's in front of me, yeah. since it's a 50-foot room, you said, yeah. he's going to have to make a well, constitution Well, it's 50-foot wide, 50 but foot you're, wide, you're right. like 10 feet into a room that's only got about 10 more feet in front of you. Okay, so I mean, you're honestly, it. it's anything yeah. in front of you. You're hitting it. Yeah. Okay, so your cone of cold goes off. And icicles are hanging from the ceiling, like over the um, like boxes for the rooms and stuff like that. Like Mr. You've, Freeze just yeah, hit here. The center of the <laughs> counter is frozen solid. The ghost with a damage immunity to cold, oh, however, I is unaffected. Cold would do it for him. I, how is that? That seems untrue. Basketball, <laughs> hold on a second. Let me rational with you for a second. I didn't want to. I didn't want to shout anything to alter your decision. Because it was either going to be fire or cold, and I figured cold would. Mo, what's the first thing that happens to your body besides shitting yourself when you die? The temperature just starts to decrease, correct? Yeah. When you're dead, like, it's cold. Cold is associated Fuck. with death. You know what I'm saying? So Ugh. it would make a lot of sense that a, a ghost would be completely immune to cold damage. But. Fucking bots. All right. Uh, that is what it is. Still oh, cool. You blew it, didn't you? Yep. Everything's an icicle now. I mean, really Damn cool. Damn whammy. I mean, that would have done a shit ton of damage otherwise. Gonna die. But, yeah. I was really looking well, forward what, to seeing what, what the, that did. Well, isn't there still the body of the... Also, he needs to roll wild magic. That's true. It's literally standing there, and yes, it is now encased in ice. Okay. But it's still there. But the ghost was the one that yeah, was... But yeah, but it didn't pass its con saving throw, oh. and that body is dead. <gasps> so the ghost wait, was... Wait, 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 hold on, wait. Is that what he has to get? On what an, does he have to get? And then that one? No! It's a 20. Okay. I don't want to magic a curse on a 20. On a one. Only, Only when you on crit a on a spell. Only when I crit on a spell. Like on a spell attack. Correct. So okay. that when you're rolling an attack roll, you crit yes. on a 19 or 20 on spell yes. attacks. And anytime you crit, you roll wild magic yes. immediately. Okay. But this. But it's only on a one that it happens. Only on a one. Okay. That the surge happens. Yeah, I thought she gonna was going to happen. Unless happen. Dave feels like he wants to impose it because chaos. Mm, no, we're going to sit on that for now. I think you've got enough going on because we have passed your uh, door turn. So we, we learned a lesson today about ghosts. That we have, yeah. unfortunately. Ignorance all right, so the that all happened. about trial and error. The ghost is going to use to subject you to its horrifying visage. Can't wait. Each non-undead creature than 60 feet of the ghost that can see must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw. Okay. Is it like I, doing what, like a horrible ghost what does this dance? Do to my... Like, hello my honey, hello my baby, hello. <laughs> does this help me at all that I have um, mirror image on? No. Uh, no, because no care in the world. When every the one of you... your mirror images no. would technically need to, need to make it. Yeah, he cast it. He, that was the first thing he did. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the sort of thing mirror image is just ineffective just against because it's just doing it to everything. Yeah. yeah. So what do I have to roll against? You're making a wisdom saving throw at DC of 13. Do I have any goddamn? Just do it. 
16. So you do... Okay, good. You did... You not only... So you are not frightened. The kid ain't scared. Oh, wait a second. If a target's <laughs> saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it, the target is immune to this ghost's horrifying visage for the next 24 hours. Ah, also, bitches. you didn't fail it, because it, not only could you fail it and be frightened, if you failed it by more than five, it would age you 1d4 times 10 years. Oh, my God. Suck it. Ghost, suck it. Yeah, so for me, you nailed shit. it. You nailed it, and you and the ghost are exactly where you were before. Okay, uh, just a spell slot down. Yeah. So you crazy for this one more? Yeah. What an attack. What All right. a sequence. I really nothing happened during the entire sequence. Yeah. <laughs> I so don't take that. It's, it's a push. That's the best of yeah, result you could have hoped good. for. All right. Jarrell, you're on the clock. So I have a telekinetic link here. Yes. You're also, still holding, you're also still holding your breath. I am still holding my breath. As I am running to my bed, okay. I'm saying, are you there? In my head. I am. You're in mortal danger. You need to escape immediately. Help me. I don't, I don't know how to get out of this room. And I'm going, as I'm saying this to Valen, I'm going to take the bed covers. Yes. And throw them over my head as quickly as I can so that not much air gets out and take a quick breath. On the other side of the room. You know what? On the other side of the room as I can get. I like that. That's it. You've got a good quality breath, and you're immune from uh, making the check against it for this turn only. Awesome. Next turn, it's gonna seep through, and you're right. gonna be in trouble. But I, I like that. That was uh, that was some good thought there. Cool. Uh, and then I'm gonna immediately run to the door and say, "What is this place?" Okay. So you make to the door. You say, "What is this place?" Are you doing anything to the door? Uh, is there a handle? Um. Yeah. There's a handle on the door. Try it. The door twists. Or the handle twists, but the door does not move. All right. Um, yeah. I'm continuing to try to converse with Valen and asking her what, what this place is. How the fuck are you out of the room? Right. Like, is she aware of what we're it sitting in? It is a place in? of great evil. All I see is darkness. How on earth did you get there? Get away now. I wonder if I told her that we're set up the black right now. Um... That's and something no, no. you could discuss with her maybe next turn. <laughs> and the camera cuts to the safe room. Can you do that too in the thought bubble? <laughs> I'll do that. Would be great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, think, yeah, call it out because sometimes I can just need a little help from memory. Perfect. All right, That's we fun. are in the safe room and you are on the clock. Okay. All right, so I'm going to attempt to, to de-lodge that thing again. Fuck, Okay, I was asking if... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Okay. I asked if I had bobby pins in my disguise kit. Um, I'm asking you if you think that it would be appropriate for me to have bobby pins in my disguise kit. Absolutely. Come on. This natural twenty that I rolled says you have a bobby pin in your disguise. God. Kit. Or it should be a magical bobby pin that unlocks any door. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not a part of a clever disguise. No, Thank yeah. you, dice gods. Can I just make a dexterity check to try to jiggle it out? Yes, you may make a dexterity check to try to get that uh, panel out. It's not going to be like anything special, but it's it's worth a shot because I don't have these tools or any of that crazy bullshit. So, sixteen. Sixteen. You get the panel off. Okay. Can, can I just, for a moment, I have thieves tools and can't do shit, and he gets a bobby pin and figures it out. Quinn, we're in this together. If one Everything's of us, if one of us succeeds, both of us succeed. This is life or death, friend. What's in the panel? Okay, so now that you uh, you've gotten inside the panel, you can see what appear to be the mechanisms that make this door operate. Okay, well, what do these mechanisms look All like right. exactly? Good. I'm going to take just enough time to describe them, but being able to do anything with them is next turn material. Fantastic. All right. So inside there, it appears that there are four gears and a rod going down the middle. Each of the gears turns independently and makes a click every time it goes around. The rod right now is immobile. Immobile? What do you mean by immobile? Like, uh, that rod, um, it goes horizontally across, and you feel like if you could get it to slide to the right, you could unlock the safe door. So, the assumption is that the gears would allow the rod to slide? 
Yes, but you would need to maybe turn them in the right order it's or like turn each of them in the right direction. Combination in reverse because we're looking at the gears and not the fucking like combination lock. Uh, motherfucker. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, I got this. All right, so you guys will have an opportunity to take a crack at that this next turn. Cool. Paradil, we have arrived at you. Would you kindly make another constitution, uh, or no, I'm sorry, that was a wisdom check. Because we're looking uh, to see if your intuition wakes you up. What about insight? That's wisdom. Oh, okay. It's wisdom-based. Okay, but it's a different You can do. You can make it wisdom plus uh, proficiency. Wisdom plus proficiency, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a 13. A 13 is good enough, and you are now awake and on the clock. (laughs) Paradil's sixth sense alerted him that uh, (laughs) something is awry. Yes. And, uh, he wakes up. You wake up, and Mm -hmm. what do you do? Well, uh, I woke up from, like, a dead-ass sleep, uh, because I thought something was wrong. I go over to the door, check if I can open it. Okay, the knob turns. Okay. But the door doesn't budge. Okay. Um, I immediately run over and put on my uh, gauntlets of ogre strength. Wait, what are they right. called? Ogre yeah. Power. Ogre power. Are they called gaunt- Yeah, gauntlets of ogre power. Okay. And uh, try to punch through the door. All right. I'll punch through the door. <laughs> We've reached the end. Uh, well, it will be the end of your turn after you make this strength check against the door. Okay. 16. 16 won't quite do it. All right. Like it creaks. It start you feel it like start to buckle a little bit, but a 16 won't do it. So, you get another crack at it on the next go round. Fair enough. All right, Hoblet. We're on to you. Oh lord. Well, it's getting we? a little hard to breathe in here. Where we finished off last time as I was taking a breath. Yes. Oh. He's going to what how do you buy how do you how do you buy what? How, How do you buy, buy burning acid? Like not the like is it in a vial? Is it Yes. In a, they I, are in vials with uh what appear to be a it's a glass vial with a rubber stopper at the top. Um it contains maybe an ounce of fluid in it. Alright. It is stereotypically green. Like neon green, right? Yes. I'm going to throw it one of them. I brought four. Okay. I'm going to throw one of my bottles of acid. All right. At the like seventy-five percent of the way up the door, the top of the door. Yeah, in the top half of the door, but not like at the top of the door, the middle of the top half of the door. Uh, okay. Where on the door, like above the handle or by the? Uh, just in the middle. By one of the. Yeah, just in the middle. The hanger things on the I'm other side, or dead center. All right. <laughs> All right. So the vial uh, hits. The acid, uh, it does shatter. The okay. acid splatters all over maybe that top chunk of the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is starting to pop and fizz. And you think it might eat through the door, but it won't make it through on this turn. You are starting to get a little swimmy in the head. Am I being like, uh, there's some uh, hypoxia no. going on. No, you're literally you're losing the oxygen. Yeah. Your room has no air in it. Um, <laughs> Being that I can sense this, can I pull Trixie out and kind of swing at the acid part to... uh, Um, Unfortunately, we hit the end of your turn with the acid. Good. We'll get to that next time, though. All right, so... Back to more. We're back to the lobby. Now, tell me something about ghosts if this is too much of a question. No, no. I can't, I got nothing? All right, I am going to... You know it or you don't. No. Does more know anything about ghosts? How tall is this room? How tall is from floor to ceiling? Um, twenty feet tall. Yes, it is. Two stories. You froze it. Now melt it. Well, that's my plan. Or hit it with lightning. Lightning's good against ice, right? Um. (laughs) Fireball. Fuck it. Fireball. What? He's right in front of you. Yeah. Oh, he is. It's gonna hit you too. It is gonna hit me too. All right, wall of fire. I'm gonna put it all around him. I am just gonna encapsulate this ghost in a wall of fire. And the stairwell and. And That's cool. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna, it, it's going to be a wall of fire. The hotel is on fire. It does not specify it's setting random shit on fire like Fireball does. It's like a controlled flame. This is a controlled burn. You got a, you got a permit for this? No. 
You are an uncontrolled. All right, people. Create a wall of fire on a solid surface within range. You can make the wall up to 60 feet long and 20 feet high. So I'm going to go all the way up. Wait, to... just but keep going. You're going to make it a circle too. Yep. Yep, 20 feet high, one foot thick. Or a ringed wall up to 20 feet in diameter, 20 feet high and one foot thick. The wall is opaque and lasts for the duration. When the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 5d8 fire damage or half as much on a successful save. Boom. Oh. So you're just going to surround this thing in fire. In fire. And it's going to make a dex save. And then it's stuck in this thing of fire. It, well, it, if it tries to move through it, it has to like make a save. It has to make a save. Anytime it tries okay. to move through this wall, it has to make a save. Okay. What? Um. The other side of the wall deals no damage, so on my side of the wall, I am fine. This You're uh, fine. It's just burning on the inside right. of this right. wall of flame. Which, okay, that's understandable. So you make it... Because it and can also, be up to, so I imagine you just a, make it just like right around the ghost. Right thing. around the ghost, all, all the right. way up to the ceiling. And it does say a creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time upon a turn or it ends its turn there. So, so you just right. roll the damage now, and if it moves and through it, it, it just all, takes the damage. damage. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. That sounds fantastic. So that is what's going to happen. Um, first, we uh, the ghost makes its dex check against what kind of DC? 17. It rolls a three and does not make its dexterity Ooh. save. Suck so it, what ghost. kind of damage is it taking? 5d8. Yeah, 5d8. All right. Fire damage. Roll that, It's your damage, so you create it. All right, can you blow on these for me, Hoblet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you breathe on these? <laughs> oh, that's your big boy. 24 fire damage. Dang. Wild magic. So 21. So, um... 24. 24. 24. Fire. So it takes 12 because it has a damage resistance to fire. Oh God. At least it took the damage. But it's going to take 12 damage every time it passes through this fucking wall. Yeah, every time, yeah. Or it ends its turn on there, so if whatever happens here, if it doesn't pass through the wall... Yeah. Right. Oh. oh! We're fine. No wild magic. No whammies? All right. So that happens, and that is your turn. Now we are on to the ghost... Ghost! Who's now trapped in a wall of fire. And he can't see through. Mm-hmm. Bellhop ghost! I was gonna say jinkies. Jinkies! Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> I'm just sweating too much oh. to be able to think. So. Okay, so the ghost on, uh, on his turn will uh, use etherealness as an action. The ghost enters the ethereal plane from the material plane, or vice versa. It's visible on the material plane while it is in the border ethereal and vice versa, yet it can't affect or be affected by anything on the other plane. But it can't see me, so it has to see where it's throwing. Am I correct? No, it's turning itself ethereal. Right. And then just slipping out of the thing. It's going to the it phantom realm. It will turn back, uh, back to what it is until next turn. It's literally so, in the ethereal plane of existence. Right. So the ghost like can't do shit to me right now. No. no, and you can't do shit to it. But it was able Until to... Until it's next yeah. turn. So next time I'm up, I can fuck this thing up. Next, no, 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 it's next, after you. God damn no. Motherfucker. The ghost on its next turn will have to come out of the ethereal plane. So you can make preparations. To fight it again. Yeah. This is so unfortunate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the ghost fight is not supposed to be fair. You can't do anything in, when it's in its ethereal... No. Nope. It's, it's literally a decision. Just... You just pass through it. Yeah. You can just see you it. You could run. Yeah, good point. At this point... Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. I'm run good. More, run. You could. So uh, that's what happens with the ghost. It can go ethereal. It slips about five feet out of there and is just glaring daggers at you. Like the Yeah, but most... I'm not shook. He tried to scare me. Fuck that, dude. I'm going to flip him off. Spit at him. Pop. Um, I will count that as a bonus action outside of your turn. You do successfully flip off the ghost. And spit at him. Um, make an attack roll for that. Are you being serious? Loogie. Yeah, sure. Roll your d20. Loogie roll is a nat 20, bitches. Sloppy Loogie. It's ethereal. It's ethereal. With the power of a nat 20... The loogie itself somehow, by some strange property of the universe, also turns ethereal, sticks right between the eyes of the ghost, and just starts dribbling slowly down the side of its nose. That's a hell of a discussion. You have managed to somehow make the ghost angrier. Nice. 
Oh, wow. Good well job. done. So, you know, we've got an angry ghost. And in another room, we've got Jarrell, who has a blanket over him, but won't be able to escape the poison gas this time, as it has now sopped through everything in the room. So make your constitution save. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, bad. And it's a disadvantage anyways, and that's yeah. probably the worst. I'm not using it at my uh, second breath bonus either. Oh, yeah, well. Not much better anyways. No, it's you're not. not. So I need you to take... Yeah, no way. Seven folks. I need you to take a full ten poison damage. Okay. I am going to lay on hands again. All right. You lay on hands once again. And then... So your poison state is cleared and any healing that it does also happens. Well, he he would either need to choose points to heal or choose points to cure poison. Oh, which one are you doing? Are you curing poison? Five to cure poison. Okay. So and then damage. Okay. I'm immediately going to do the protection from poison because I'm sick of getting poisoned. Oh, all right. Wait a second. Are those two actions, or is one of them a bonus action? Lay on hands is an action. Oh, okay. Casting a spell is an action. Well, then screw that. Then we just do the cure poison. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even waste. It. I'm, okay. I, I already got poisoned this round, so I'm yeah. just gonna cure. My poison. That sound that sounds good. So you have yeah, that would have been redundant anyway. So you have cured your poison. Right. And I am protected from poison damage, but I and, and uh, resistant to poison damage and advance uh, advantage advantage on saves against poison. Okay, good. So you'll be making those saves at advantage and taking only half damage, even if you do take yeah take any, mm-hmm. and you won't be uh, you won't have that status ailment anymore. So from there. Would I gather that there's too much gas in the room for me to try to cover the vent or anything like that? Correct? Yeah, the, okay. the room is completely filled with poison gas now. Varen, can you see anything? How do I get out of here? And I'll, I will strength on the door. You will strike the door? You will strike um, the door? No, I'm going, I'm going to try to do like a tug of war. What? Oh no! I, um, I, I have... Yeah, um, maybe on your next action, oh, which will be next on. time around. Okay. All right. But you, you've stabilized your encounter, so I, I think you you did some good stuff then. We are on a timer, except for me. We so together, we'll end together again. You're on the you're on the clock, Felix and Quinn. Okay. So I see these mechanisms. Uh, I'd like to make. Is there? I'm trying to think of what kind of like in, like intelligence or like. I can't charisma way out of this, so. Um, wait a second. What about slave what are the, These gears are metal. Come on, right? safe. Why don't you just open up for me? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Trust me. The gears are metal. The gears are metal. Okay. Nah, that's 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 too that's too janky. They spin freely on their own. They spin with very little resistance. Although they get a little more resistance after they've clicked, and you can get that click by turning it a full rotation either left right. or right. When I hear it click, though, does it does it does it, does it look like any audible mechanism on the backside here makes any movement besides the gear I'm spinning? No, only the gear you spin clicks. And um, one thing you have found, though, is that when you move that bar, all of those gears click again, and they now spin freely afterwards. So it resets, essentially, if we find the combination... So I'd like to try to spin the... I'm just going to try this solution here oh, first. Oh, I see. I'm going to yeah. spin the first gear till it clicks. Okay, which direction? I'm going to go... I'm going to start in me facing it. I'm so yeah, you top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. Top left, I'm going to spin counterclockwise until it clicks. Okay, um, counterclockwise, and that's... That's to the left. Left. Okay, yeah. yes. All right. And so then, that one is clicked. And then move, go to the, the one on the right. Top to right. The top right of that. Yes. And do this the same thing until it clicks, but put that clockwise to the right. To the right. Okay. That one's clicked. Okay. Do the same thing for the third one to counterclockwise. Counterclockwise on bottom left. Yep, till it clicks. Okay. And then uh, the the bottom right. Yeah. Counterclockwise till it clicks. That one also to the left then? That one goes to the right. right. Clockwise. Oh, yeah, that one you said clockwise. Yeah, we understand. He said clockwise. Sorry, my my right ones. Right. I'll be honest with you. I got a little confused. My arms were moving one direction. Yes, I was saying right. a different thing. I'm okay. Sorry. The bar moves three inches, but then snaps back to where it was. Okay. 
So you got something right. No, but that was not the right combination. Yeah, but something must have been right. Okay. All right, how about Quinn? You get around at it. All right, so I will do the opposite. I will turn the two left gears clockwise to the right. Okay. And the two on the right left counterclockwise. Okay. So you do that. The bar for you moves one inch and then resets. Okay, so... Yours is better. No, yours was better. Yours moved three inches. Oh, three inches. Yeah. So my assumption is that three of yours were right and only one of mine was right, which means one of mine, one of mine is right. And (laughs) so it's a combination of one of mine and three of yours. Yep. You guys can hammer out that logic puzzle <laughs> tomorrow, next week. All right, so Peridot, we are back to you. Nothing has happened in your room yet. It is still locked, though. But the fact that I'm locked into a room makes me very nervous, and I very much want to escape. Okay. So I'm going to take the crowbar from my uh, thieves' tools. Okay, where did you leave your pack, by the way? In my room. It's in the room, okay. Okay, so All I right. take the crowbar from the thieves' tools, and... Um, as hard as I can, I try to jam it into, let's say, the left side of the door. They still wear the gauntlets, yeah. right? Yes. All right. Um, so is that the side with the hinges or the side with the knob? Um, knob, 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 knob. Hinges. Hinges. Knob. There's what two is this? Hinges. The price is right where you're just shouting answers <laughs> at him? It feels like a, uh, it feels like, a, like a game show of like hinges. Let's say hinges. Hinges side. Okay. Yeah. The hinges. Um, I need you to make um, two checks. We're going to start with a dexterity check to make sure you got it in there right. That is a 14. All right, that succeeds. That that wasn't as hard as the strength check you're going to have to make now. Ooh! That is a 21. A 21 cracks the hinges. Yeah, Yeah. boy! Okay. Yeah, oh, right. you wouldn't have had that result if you came at it at the other side, because that's where the kind of pin mechanism is. Yeah. But it swings out almost on like, like you crack the hinges, but the door swings like it's almost on hinges the other way too right. now. Right. So you are able to crack that. You are the first one to make it out to the hallway. Woo! You hear commotion and what sound like fire and screaming downstairs. Uh, as a bonus action, I get dressed in all my armor and grab my fucking sword. No, it's going to take um, <laughs> No, we will look in the book because it actually tells you how many actions it takes to oh, put really? your armor on. Oh, yeah, sure. with the armor. a certain amount of time. But you're wearing light armor, I think. Yeah, so you should be able to don that much faster than heavy armor. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll figure that out. But right now is where we are going to call the episode with Hoblet coming up next in the order oh, to start gosh. our next episode. Why do you do this to us, Dave? This is bit of this is, this this is working even better than I thought it would. This is terrifying, but meanwhile you're suffocating. Really right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> are you guys being poisoned as well? No. You're not. No, we're just stuck. Nothing is happening. Like I didn't know yeah. if you guys were like being gassed. Yeah, hold on. Let them in the end of this episode. We'll discuss it outside. So if you like what you heard, if you like us, we can be found on, drumroll, the internet. What? We can be found on Reddit, slash r, slash hapless heroes podcast. We can be found on Twitter, at hapless heroes. We can be found on Instagram, hapless heroes podcast. Nope, just at hapless heroes. Just at hapless heroes. Okay. Facebook, we're hapless heroes podcast. And any of those places should be able to point you to the crown jewel of our social media presence, our Discord server. Where yeah. Fran and I can be reached more or less during awake hours at any point during the weekdays, and they respond pretty easily at night. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we respond to things pretty quickly as well, and the rest of our cast that they pop in uh, whenever they so please. Right, because let's not forget we all live lives outside of this podcast. That's true. Yep. I don't have much of a life, I'll be honest with you. But <laughs> <laughs> I do other things. So just start adding. Yeah. Awesome. So just hop Let's on our Discord. The Discord link is at just hop on Discord. The Discord link is at all these places, and you can hop on chat with us at any of us. And it's you know so we're fun. we're we're pretty social folks, so we're happy to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Now, Someone you, please check in on me. Yeah. <laughs> please. He, he, he needs an adult, <laughs> and we're fresh out of adults here. <laughs> Now, if you really, really like us, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. We're on Google Play. We're on Podbean. We're on um, iTunes. We may be on some other places as well, but those are the three but that iTunes, I know of. And iTunes is really the only place that actually takes reviews. You can listen to us literally anywhere, but I feel like iTunes and Stitcher are the only place that actually do reviews. 
So there we have that. Weird. So weird. Yes. Now, if you really, really, really like us, you could contribute to our Patreon. Most of the proceeds from our Patreon have gone uh, historically towards recording equipment, um, getting new and better mics and better equipment, and better Pizza. software to process this through. Pizza. Yes, John has ably uh, interjected <laughs> with the one thing we really like spending it on, pizza. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field and the whole deal, um, you should... Um, well, first of all, we're going to be branching out into merchandise soon. We're going to be making some uh, Apple's Heroes character art embossed sconces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's doing that yet. We'll work yeah, that, that, we'll that, work that, that like Phil, Phil also works in a machine shop, I believe. We so. know any sconces. <laughs> so you just voluntold sure Phil sconces. to make merch? Yeah, so you're basically I did. just <laughs> making <laughs> Phil make sconces. And so, um, <laughs> you should buy a full set of these and uh, ship them to the king and queen of Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's not get too ensconced in that idea. Hi. Hey. Hey. I see what you did there. Good All pun. right, Sing so we're going to take that pun, we're going to use that as my mic drop, and we're going to outro the cast, starting on my right, the gorgeous Morton Mac, played by Massimo. I am still sweating. <laughs> to his right, Hoblet the Smasher, it's played by James. hard to breathe. To his... Right, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. It's actually working out between Felix and I. We're, we're, we're getting somewhere. Yes, the aforementioned Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. We make a great team, Quinn. We do. To his left, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. What have I gotten myself into this time? In my head again. <laughs> <laughs> to his left, we have Parada Lincolnwoods, played by Zach. It is that the smell of a ghost? On the far side of the room, we have our voices of the underworld, provided by Jamie. This is goodbye. For now. <laughs> and I am Dave, and I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. friends it's francesco again just wanted to say if you enjoyed some of the sound effects you heard in this episode they come courtesy of our friends at battlebards.com they recently launched a prime subscription service where you actually get streaming access to all of the battlebards content uh in addition you actually get access to all of their battlebards tools their soundboard their mixer the casting tools and the ability to upload a mix with your private your own private audio library it's super super cool if you actually sign up for a subscription and use the promo code hapless you get a discount on that as well it's amazing so yeah check them out battlebards.com thank you